The Birth Circle podcast features experts in all the nuanced areas of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum with the aim of helping women make the choices that will keep them safe, healthy, and empowered. We respect all birth choices and believe in supporting informed consent and evidence-based practices. Nothing said on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. You should always seek the advice of a competent professional for your care. Welcome to the Birth Circle podcast. This is Sarah with The Birth Circle, and today I'm with Jill Allen, and Jill Allen has PKU. And so we are really excited about learn to learn more about this uh, disorder and what all the hype is about the PKU testing and, and all about that. So um, so you were diagnosed at birth? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's very cool that they caught it that early. Normally, it's um, within the first two weeks. They do blood testing within... Um, within clinic or in the hospital before mm-hmm. the baby leaves within the first 24 hours. And then um, to confirm PKU, they have you do a follow-up blood test with your um, pediatricians. Right. Yeah. Okay. So PKU stands for phenylketonuria. Correct. Yep. And um, what it basically is, is a, they call it the PKU test, but it's actually testing for a myriad of enzyme deficiencies. And what an enzyme deficiency is, is um, our bodies use amino acids and enzymes to create the building blocks of other things in the body. So as we're growing or as we're healing our muscles or um, or we need energy, our body is always converting these enzymes or these amino acids into whatever the body needs. So people with uh, phenylketonuria do not have the enzyme to process phenylalanine. And so uh, in a normal person, the amino acid PHE, which is the phenylalanine, will... Uh, be converted to tyrosine with phenylalanine hydroxylase. So that's known as PAH. But in people with PKU, they don't have enough PAH to convert the PHE. <laughs> She's nodding. Yep, yep. <laughs> so the protein builds up in the blood and then consequently in the brain. So this is an inherited um, disorder. You can't get it by doing anything um, to your you body. You don't catch it. You don't catch it. It's not a, a communicable disease. Both parents are either carriers or have it themselves. But even if both parents are carriers, there's only a 25% chance that either child that a child will have it. And uh, about one in 15,000 births in the United States are PKU positive. And that means about 1,500, oh, sorry, 500 babies per year are mm-hmm. born with this disorder. So it's pretty rare but it's devastating it is it's <laughs> like it's like being born with diabetes it's yeah it's just it's, as it's just as detrimental yes for sure um okay so th- this the way you treat this is by special diet very low protein mm-hmm. diet very low protein diet because the the buildup of these proteins in your brain affect the myelinization of the neurons in the brain so it means that your brain can't develop correctly can't connect and so um, it can result in uh, mental retardation, um, delays, ADHD. Um, I don't know if that's been clinically proven, but it, it makes sense. The, the mental, the mental um, delays are severe. Well, and I saw that it was um, it affects the frontal lobe a lot, and that's reasoning, right? Mm-hmm. So that would make sense for ADD and yeah. Yeah. ADD. Um, as an adult, it can be. Um, migraines, um, 
anxiety. Um, I've reached out to a couple of people that have experienced seizures mm. as they gotten older and not followed diet, been off of diet for too long. I myself was off for 25 years. Wow. And so, um, our littlest one was the reason for me getting back on my diet and I have been following since. Cool. So um, for the masses out there, I don't know if you've ever noticed on the pa- at the back of some diet products, there's a warning for phenylketonerics. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a big word and I've always just glossed over it. Um, one of the things that is really dangerous for people with this disorder is aspartame. Yes. And so proteins and aspartame are very, so they can have diet things because diet things don't generally have a lot of protein in them, right? Right. You know, these, um, but but if they have aspartame, that's really dangerous. It, yep. It, it's amazing how um, critical it is for us as PKU um, persons to extremely read the ingredients, not just the nutritional values in food or the protein in the food, but also what is is in the ingredients. Yeah. So next time you guys chew gum, look at your ingredients. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It specifically says phenylalanine in the bottom of your gum packets. It's not that, does the gum have the phenyl, phenylalanine mm-hmm. or is it the aspartame? I think, I think it's because most of them have the artificial sweeteners. Now you can't um, find gum mm-hmm. nowadays without, um, I know Trident Cinnamon's probably the only one I can find out there that doesn't have phenylalanine in it. Oh, I see a whole new market yeah. opening up. Yeah, as right. more people. <laughs> okay, so as far as how this relates to pregnancy and birth, there are two things that um, moms can keep in mind. First of all, if they're positive, if they are, if they do have PKU, this is very serious for their baby. It is. Yep, about half, um, or if the, if the mom is untreated, then she can, even if her baby is not PKU positive, um, she can... The, the birth defects are so oh. scary. If I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have been off my diet for my first pregnancy. I've seen pictures, I've heard horror stories of moms that have, and it's not in every single case, but again, if I knew then what I know now, I wouldn't have yeah. risked it. It's not worth the not risk worth being it. off your diet. That's the thing is it's some people say, oh, it's just a stupid print prick. But I'm mm-hmm. saying this is a devastating disorder that we can prevent and treat if caught early. Exactly. So women um, who are PKU have to keep their levels down three to six months before conceiving and yep. then all through pregnancy. Um, about... an. About have and if a baby is um, has PKU, they are actually okay. If the mom is is healthy and the baby has PKU, they're actually okay in the womb. Yep. Because the moms can take care of all of the um, the catalyzation of those proteins. But uh, once the baby is born, they will show they will be tested and they'll show levels twenty times higher than a healthy individual within a few days. Yeah. So that's it, what they it can, can really talk really high. Yeah. So formula is critical. Um, I know moms are concerned about breastfeeding because of what they're eating Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Um, I personally don't know about breastfeeding a PKU baby, but as a PKU mom, my first one, I, Michaela, I could not breastfeed with because she was so small. Mm. Um, Again, that's contributed to not being on my PKU diet during that pregnancy. So, wow. Um, So infants, so I also read that PKU babies can be breastfed, but mm-hmm. it has to be very monitored. And then they also have the supplementary formula. Yep, correct. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so much. Um, 
This is a really, again, a really serious disease. About half of untreated PKU patients will die before they're 20, untreated. And about 75% not treated will die before they're 30. Um, and we're just now seeing people in their middle ages having PKU because we were finally able to diagnose this quickly at birth 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So these, um, if caught early, it's people can grow up pretty much normally, except that, my gosh, you're right. It's like being born with diabetes. You mm-hmm. have to be so strict with your diet. And what a, um, a hard, um, to be responsible for your diet your entire life that way is just asking a lot of Well, a and especially if you're a parent that doesn't have PKU, and this is a whole new genre. Oh, yes. Or a spouse. A spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. You just start dating somebody and they're like, I can't eat that. Yeah. You know, you take them out for burgers and fries, and it's like, I can only get fries and a salad. The support needs to be there. It does. It does. And I've, my husband is fantastic. You know, when grocery shopping, that's one thing he's looking at is the nutritional value, what's in it, you know, finding snack foods for me and things of that nature. That makes all the difference. It does. And helping you stay it, on the diet. It does. So um, if you go off your diet, it can take... Traditionally, you have to do a blood test, right, and send it out. Mm-hmm. So you can it can take up to two weeks to get your results back. I've noticed that with um, primary children's in Salt Lake City. Um, I know with with them, I only see that kind of length in getting my results back around the holidays. Mm. But usually it's quicker. Mm-hmm. But what people don't realize is that the buildup causes irreversible damage. It's not like stopping yep. an addiction or stopping another thing that you can your brain can heal. This causes irreversible damage. And mm-hmm. so it's really important to make sure the levels are stable. Yep. The damage is there. The side effects are not. Oh, okay. So that's the good thing. I am no longer medicated for anxiety. Um, ah. My attention spans so much more. My husband's noticed I listen more. <laughs> well, that's so, probably helpful in the marriage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily my side effects weren't. Um, I was almost considered considering migraine medication because I was getting at least four times a week. So is the temptation to go off the diet still strong enough that, like, is this still a, a fight for Well, you? there's an interesting chapter to that. I have started injections called Palenzeek, which um, basically does what my liver cannot do for my body. So I have responded tremendously to this and my protein has increased. So this is basically an enzyme replacement therapy? Basically, yeah. So it's everyday injections like your diabetic. It ranges from five milligrams all the way up to 40, depending on how we respond. We all respond differently to this drug. And I've reached out to quite a few people in this Palenzeek community, PKU community as well. And I have friends all over the U.S. And, you know, we all root each other on. And I'm right now, um, instead of at six grams of protein daily, I am now at 46 grams of protein daily. Nice. So that's still not this very is much something protein. that you and I have not discussed. Wow. But I can eat meat in moderation. Uh-huh. Um, Last night for dinner, I had sushi. So nice. it was fantastic. It's 10 grams a roll. <sighs> and I wouldn't even consider that. So, oh, sorry, before medicated, it was six. Oh my gosh, I can't six even grams. understand six grams of protein. During pregnancy, three fourths of my pregnancy, I was at two and a half grams of protein a day. How do you get enough calories? Formula. Formula. Yep. That was my biggest thing and how I got my calories. My formula during pregnancy was 1,600 calories. Wow. Wow. Imagine the weight gain along with that. 
Well, yeah, because what does it do to your insulin? Like, because you're basically, are you, you're, so basically you can eat fats and mm-hmm. carbs and that's yep. about all. Um, sour cream, whipped cream I can eat um, because it's a fat. Yep. It, there's not a whole lot of protein in it. So versus cheese where it's all of the dairy. All of so, dairy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's got everything protein, in it. Because I've um, done keto. And so mm-hmm. I really understand macros and micros and, and um I just like just thinking how I would completely shift my diet to accommodate carbs and sugar. Yeah, I mean it's a complete reversal of what I've been eating. Complete Low carbs reversal. and protein. <laughs> yeah, would have a really hard time reversal. being in the same house. <laughs> yep, exactly. Be well, like, okay, where are the veggie chips at? Except, um, the, except the fats. We're good there. Yeah, you and I could like down our whipping cream smoothies and be fine. Yep, okay, exactly. That's what we'll go out for, for yeah. afterwards. <laughs> right? Where, where are the shops? That sell There's actually cream a smoothies? Hawaiian barbecue place right next door. So <laughs> Stefan was like, "Yeah, let's do that." And I'm like, "Woohoo!" Again, in moderation. I can eat hot dogs now. Again, in moderation. So my breakfast consists of two eggs and an English muffin where it was sugary cereal like Fruit Loops or Captain Crunch because the protein's low, but the sugar is through the roof. Oh, my goodness. All the artificial sweeteners, all the artificial colorings. You know, if I want to be healthy, there's no way. This is very serious. Yeah. So if you're looking at it from a a keto perspective... I couldn't do the diet. No, for sure not. Well, I've always, I always said that you have to know exactly what your body. I just recently, I know nothing about this, so I don't mm-hmm. want to get any angry emails or comments about what I'm going to say next. Exactly. But for me, the low carb, um, high fat diet works really well, and mm-hmm. I just learned that there is, um, it, your blood type makes a difference in how your body processes nutrients, and turns out my blood type is actually pretty friendly to high high fat, high protein diets. That's cool. Um, and so I'm like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense because I have a friend who's um, a vegan, and she thrives. I've tried it. I feel terrible on a vegan diet. It's pretty high carb. So it's like you got to figure out what works for your body, and and to go and say this diet is the end all. This I think that's really dangerous. See, and off a diet, I tried doing the high protein diet and I just, I mean, I lost weight fast, but I felt like crap. Yeah. Well, and being on PKU when you're eating nothing but protein. Okay. So when I, when I read about fasting and keto, they say, don't drop below a certain amount of protein, which is usually about 40, 50 grams because your body will start, um, cannibalizing itself. It'll start. And it's the same way with PKU. That's what I was wondering. Without that formula, what happens? It's exactly that same way with when you're not getting enough protein and you have those. Okay. So for non-pregnant women, your, your level should be between two and six. You know, if you're a little elevated, that's okay. While pregnant, it's between two and four. Mm -hmm. I had one level that was at five my entire pregnancy. So I did really good. But then again, I'm on two and a half grams of protein a day and 90 grams of protein through my formula, through medical food. Mm-hmm. So there's Canbrook Foods that, you know, opt out to uh, supply us with foods. But if you're looking at price ranges for food. Yeah, that was actually what I was it's, wondering. It's also like a gluten-free diet or vegan diet because all those substitutions are going to cost you. I don't understand why, but... It's like, okay. So is I'm, this a prescription that you can get that it's, so it is, is it covered by your prescribed. insurance? Um, insurance um, varies depending on what insurance you have. I had a $2,500 deductible, which I just basically opted out for because the hoops I had to jump through to order my food versus just getting my food. It was, it was just too many hoops to jump through to, okay, well, we need your inf- insurance information so we can bill them. And it's just like... 
It's so this much is easier. my food. Yeah. Well, and you're looking at prices for a bag of tortillas. It's $10.50 and you get 10 tortillas. There's protein in tortillas? Mm-hmm. There's protein in everything you consume. And that's what people <sighs> don't realize as being non-PKU is that there is protein in every single thing that you put in your mouth with the exception of water. Wow. I mean, your sugary drinks, you're not going to have that option or you're not going to have that issue unless you're drinking something that's diet, which a lot of us as PKU patients, we consume so many calories through our formula that we want to have that, you know, low fat option, that sugar-free option, but we have to look at the sugar-free options out there. Basically, we can have anything with the exception of aspartame. So Sluclerose, um, Splenda. Because it's um, not the aspartame. Right. It's still that artificial sweetener, but I'm coming around to it versus like I take a drink out of something and I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Because you can instantly taste the artificial sweetener in it. So I think that was something that I had to adjust to. Or like if you do your drop-in packets into your bottled water, most of them are sugar-free and most of them are aspartame. Oh, man. So, okay, so tell us about um, your pregnancy, your first pregnancy, what you understood about PKU. I was raised in a... In oh, a yeah. religious right, home. Let's go back even yeah. earlier. Okay, so you were diagnosed at birth, and then tell us your I struggled. Birth. I struggled a lot, mainly because I think I didn't understand. And that is my advice to parents out there who have children with PKU. Make them understand why they cannot eat a cheeseburger like mom and dad are having, and all they're stuck with is french fries and a salad. But eating a cheeseburger in front of a child, come on. That's my parents cruel. ate meat in front of us all the time, but it was that understanding that we lacked. But your sister had it too. My sister has PKU as well. And so she was so strict as a child with her diet, but she struggled with her diet as well, but in the sense of where she wouldn't eat excessively mm-hmm. exercising. I'm not going to name her out on the podcast. But, no, of um, course not. But... um we were completely different. She was a straight A student. I struggled. I think because I lacked the understanding and my sister would stay up until two, three o'clock in the morning studying. And she was a straight A student, but she had sass. Her and my mom Mm. constantly butted heads. So like I said, our personalities were completely reversed. So she kept it really under control in childhood and adolescence, Um, even though she didn't understand it. I was 10 years old when I was taken off diet. But like I said, it was it was a religious decision because we believe, prayed, and had faith that because Benny Hinn didn't heal us because our story wasn't strong enough to put on broadcast. That's kind of how my mom felt. But she's like, you know, it it's God that heals us. It's not the person. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we went with it. And so the religious decision was based on. Like a defiance, like hey, well, if it wasn't necessarily defiance, it was faith. It was faith. So she had faith that if you went off diet, it didn't have to be a certain person that was going to heal us. It was God that healed us. And so you see all these people that are walking up out of their chairs. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's we are the children of the nineties, aren't we? (laughs) So the nineties, growing up in a home. I'm not sure that the Generation Z would tolerate that. (laughs) Yeah, tell a Christian broadcast. I mean, I grew up watching that in my house, and my mom's like, you know what? 
But I think she was looking at, at the person, not necessarily ah. God doing it, you know, because we went to a conference and our story, we took it there and it wasn't told. So my mom's like, you know what? God works through all, works through us. So mm-hmm. if Benny Hinn can do it, why can't I? And so we prayed, believed, and had faith. And I think that's kind of where it went into tune with my first pregnancy. Mm. Okay, so you went off diet at t- age 10 all age 10. the way till you got pregnant. 35 um, was when I went back on diet. I'm currently 38 now. Wow. So the anxiety. The, how, how old were you when you got pregnant? I was 20 when I got pregnant, 21 when I got married. And I'm like, for some reason, PK, you didn't even come into mind. Really? Until I went in for my first visit. So when you were 10, did you start feeling the symptoms? Did you start like, oh, this is, or were you too young to really equate how you were starting to feel? I struggled a lot in school, even, even before, I think. So it might've been ADHD. I don't know. I mean, back in the eighties. Yeah. That was unheard of. Yeah. It was just, oh, it's, you know, her blood count's too high. But my mom was constantly getting yelled at because my blood count was too high. Because I cheated. Because I didn't understand. Because you didn't understand. I wasn't explained why I can't And you certainly weren't told when you got pregnant what happened, what would happen, right? No, I didn't understand the repercussions of not being on my PKU diet during pregnancy. And like I said, if I knew then what I know now, just hearing from other people's stories. I mean, Michaela has her delays. She's hearing impaired, not PKU related. She's small in stature. I blame it on genetics, but they said that can be part of not being on diet and Mm. it affecting the fetus. Um, The hearing impairment was because I had staph infection, not staph, I had strep B infection Mm -hmm. during my first trimester and no side effects to mom, but that is what resulted in Michaela's hearing impairment. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's profoundly deaf. Um, She is delayed quite a bit. Um, I want to say she's probably third grade level. And she's how old now? She's almost 18. 18. She'll be 18 on Halloween. So, um, but she is not PKU positive. She is not PKU positive. Well, and even, I even tried about when she was seven to get back on diet, but we had no insurance at the Mm. time. So, you know, when you look at what insurance covers and what you have to pay out of pocket, now is probably around $1,200, depending on what kind of formula you have. I've changed mine since, but before it was, you know, six month increments of supply and then you get the bill and it's $2,400. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I just have to know, do they have multiple flavors? Yes. How do you? Versus my childhood. Oh, how do you I had orange, so it was orange Kool-Aid in my powder Blended with sugar because I struggled even as an infant with formula. Because it probably didn't taste very good in the It 80s. is unflavored powder. It's basically what infants drink. It smells just as bad, tastes just as bad. My sister used to switch bottles with me at bedtime thinking it was hilarious and I almost threw up. <laughs> mean sister. Oh, uh, yeah. Is she older or younger? She's younger. She's two and a half years younger than I am. She's so Smart it's... little whippersnapper. Yeah. So the sass came immediately yeah, yeah. with that one. <laughs> nature versus nurture (laughs) yeah exactly but um I struggled a lot even through high school um thrown into classes I was thrown into algebra one in ninth grade didn't understand I I mean I almost flunked I almost had to repeat ninth grade 
but they found a way. So I kind of had to skip my elective classes and have extra science and math. So I had two math classes my sophomore year, two mm -hmm. science classes, because those were the ones that I just flopped in. So my struggle in high school was understanding um, multiple choice questions. I started questioning myself and my mom was like, Jill, you worked so hard studying. I studied with you. You had that frontwards and backwards. But I would start second guessing my answer mm -hmm. when you threw in the multiple choice questions. So that's where my struggle lied. It's all kind so of brain study repetitiveness. And I got it. But when it came down to paper, oh, it just man. threw me through a loop. So my senior year, I'm taking pre-algebra. Yeah. Because the because, brain is not able to handle this. So now that you've gone on ba back on diet, do you feel like some of the stuff you try to learn is like coming back? Oh, I use math every day. Measurements, math, and it's it's so easy. Oh, that's really and fascinating. It's, it's, yeah, it's like my focus. I feel good. Being on Pal and Zeke, though, I am tired, but that could be due to low blood levels. Well, because basically your body is now adjusting to being normal, right? Mm -hmm. So your entire life you had low protein. Now you have protein. That's going to change all your chemistry. It does. Oh, I had a question randomly. Mm -hmm. So can this be cured with a liver transplant? Because you said it was a liver disease. That is fascinating that you say that. Clinic in, um, I do have a friend that is in the process of, it's been a roller coaster for her because she struggled with diet her entire life, having family that doesn't understand being told she can't cook her low-protein food in front of company. Well, what? Holidays, she stays in a bedroom the entire time. This is her in-laws. I have opinions, but I will stay quiet. <laughs> yes. So the clinic in um, Pittsburgh is offering a liver transplant to her. So it is a matter now of finding the donor liver. Mm. And... I know we all have opinions on that whole matter. Well, what are your opinions? I look, I struggled at first. I, my opinion with that is she has struggled with PKU her entire life. We all have at one way or another. And I looked at it like a child being born with a hole in their heart and looking for that donor heart to do a transplant. Most infants go into surgery with the first couple of weeks to a month of life. Mm -hmm. She's been struggling with this for 25 years. Yeah. So it's, you know, when you struggle with your diet, you don't have that support. Why bother? Just eat what you want. Do what you want. But you're going to suffer the effects of that. Yeah, too. nobody else suffers. It's only you. That's what's so brutal about this is that the person that ends up suffering is you. Exactly. So it's my problem. It's my burden. And that's kind of how she sees it. But they have, I mean, it's been as long as I've spoken to, with her that this has been an option. And I'm like, there's pros and cons. I'm like, so following a very strict diet versus having a liver transplant to where you're going to be on medication your entire life. Mm -hmm. We're on medication now. Mm -hmm. But you're transferring that into eating whatever I want without any consequence. But then you're looking at... But it's the support. I mean, because if she had the support, would it would it be this battle? And she wants to start a podcast about this, which is amazing. And I'm like, she's like, I want to keep a journal. I want to do video chats mm -hmm. and everything. Because she, she's like, I'm going to be bored. I'm going to be in, in the hospital for two months after this. Well, I think um, also there's a lot of ignorance and naivety. 
naivete. Like Mm -hmm. if people don't understand that this is as severe as having um, no kidneys, like that you have to go on dialysis, that this is as severe as type one diabetes. It is. I think people just think, oh, isn't it just in your head? Can't you just like willpower over it? Can't you just, can't you take some herbs and some homeopaths and just fix it? That is how um, a lot of people see it. Right. So I'm hoping that why what we're doing today, that we can help moms understand. Oh, the other argument I hear is um, people don't understand the difference between the PKU test and vaccines. So mm-hmm. if, if somebody is very, very against vaccinations or any type of intervention, it they'll, is ref- a finger prick. That they'll is refuse all it is. the PKU test. Well, it's mm-hmm. a heel prick. Yep. And, um, and infants, it is a heel prick. Yeah. And, and my actually, <laughs> my first baby, I didn't know anything about PKU, but they told me to do it. So, you know, you just do whatever they say uh-huh. um, when you don't know. And, and uh, but we went in and merciful, mercifully, the nurse had this thing. She's like, I'm determined never to make a baby cry for the PKU test. She didn't. She soothed him and then she held him and then she pricked his face. He didn't even as much wake up. And I was like, whoa, but she respected the process. She respected, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, so I'm just saying. Yeah. Needles are different now versus when we were children. They still true. have the same ones available, but your options, uh-huh. you have spring loaded ones. Yeah. The ones that I get from clinic actually hurt worse than the ones I get from Walgreens, but I'm like, I get them for free. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> right. And I do, weekly, I do weekly blood, sl- blood tests. This so. isn't a vaccine. This isn't an intervention. This, as a baby, this is a test to see if they have an enzyme deficiency. And this is, I don't remember if I said this before, but we they call it the PKU test because the PKU is the most common enzyme deficiency. Mm-hmm. But they test for many, many other enzymes, enzyme deficiency, and they're adding, they're always adding new enzyme deficiencies to the test. Mm-hmm. So when you get the screening back, you you know exactly what your child, if they have any metabolic diseases, and, and you can know early, so mm-hmm. you can treat it. So they don't suffer any consequences. Yep, any kind of blood issues. I mean, that's part of the screening. And, and so mm-hmm. it's like, please... I understand the pros and cons of being in va- of being vaccinated. This this being, has nothing to do with it's a screening. It's a screening. Yep. It's letting you know. It's testing diabetes. It's not invasive. It's testing PKU. The government is not tracking your baby's name or the birth date. Just get the PKU test. Exactly. Yes, please. And then please. research too. I just think. Um, I mean, you have a deaf daughter. Mm-hmm. Would you ever think to like say, well, the deafness is just in her mind, so she better just. Yeah. Figure out how to talk. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. No. I mean, that's what we're told by people that don't understand PKU is just suck it up, eat whatever you want. It's in your head. And it's not. Yeah. It's really not. I mean, you look at a person on diet and off diet and their personalities are completely different. You put a non-PKU person back on their diet, complete personality change. So don't you think the family and and relationships, they would want to support the person? I think within the four weeks that they're back on their diet, they're going to see a complete personality change because their levels are starting to get back into range. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, they're still severely elevated, so they're still going to have the anxiety. They're still going to have their migraines. They're still going to have their mood swings and their anger issues, which I had. Mm -hmm. All of those things I had. Luckily, I didn't have the seizures, thank God. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was also reading about that, that mm-hmm. if severely untreated, babies can actually have seizures early. I'm wondering if some of the seizures are just untreated PKU. I'm just wondering. It's interesting. Yeah. So tell us about your second pregnancy then. Second pregnancy, my husband and I, um, we were battling. I thought Michaela was going to be an only child. So I started focusing on me, focusing on diet, 1800 calorie restriction and... We got to dinner one night, Red Robin. I've got a jalapeno cheeseburger in front of me. And he's like, maybe we should have another baby. He's like, I've been contemplating this for mm-hmm. months. 
And I'm like, you're just now telling me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for cluing me in, babe. Who do you think is going to make the baby? (laughs) But with planning Juliet, it was a two-year process. Mm. It was, I'm 35. I'm at that high risk stage. Yeah. You're already geriatric. Yeah. Super old. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah, I definitely felt that way. (laughs) But um, it was a two hour conversation at dinner to, okay, I have to get back on my diet. I'm 35. Are you sure? You know, you go through the pros and cons and the reasons. And so I'm like, okay, but I'm expecting this to happen. Like, okay, let's, let me get back on diet. Let's, um, let's start doing this. So I think we, I think once we finally wrapped our head around doing it is when I got back into clinic, it was October of 2015. And I think it took about four weeks for me to get my levels into range. And so December of 2016, we started trying and I got pregnant. I found out January 31st of 2017, but I had miscarried the week after. Mm. And so once I got my head wrapped around um, that, um, two weeks later, we started trying again. So, I mean, it was very adamant. I knew what my goal was. I knew where my levels had to be. And so um, we were actually flying out for Florida that night and I took a test and I'm like, Hey babe, I just took a test and um, it's positive. He's like, really? I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I lost it. This is what happens when you've been married for like 18 years, right? right? Exactly. Like, totally. Yeah. And so I thought it was hilarious and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. He's like, well, let's wait to confirm this. You know, we're leaving in a couple hours. And so, um, he doesn't know, but I told my sister-in-law and she just was on cloud nine. She lost it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to tell anybody. So, shh. And then I told my sister when they got to my brothers. So, because we had flown down to Orlando, my sister's in Jacksonville, and she knew right away what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And sisters. so I'm just like, oh my gosh. I wanted the reaction I got from my sister in law, and I didn't get it. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Gotta try for another baby, get that yeah. reaction again. Exactly. So, and how was your pregnancy different, or how did you feel? I felt great. Mm-hmm. Um, my diet consisted of potatoes and green beans <laughs> and a lot of fruit. Hey, I don't know that that's really a, a diet you can complain about. Right, right. And, and so, you can do lots of butter on those potatoes, yep, right? Butter mm-hmm. is very low. It's less, it's like 0.3 grams of protein. So it's what very, very low. What happens if you can't do um, dairy? That's <laughs> I couldn't. Um, so it was a lot. My cereal was mocha mix, which is so it's like zero protein, but it still has fee in it, even though it doesn't have protein because it's, it's kind of like how the FDA does it is kind of a a guess in Uh, a sense. Okay. Based on ingredients. So, but like I said, everything we have has some form of phenylalanine in it. It's just monitoring that. So when I'm at two and a half grams of protein for my entire pregnant, well, almost my entire pregnancy, mm-hmm. it was a struggle. And my dietitian's like, so how do you feel doing 150 milligrams of a fee a day? So transition that into protein and it's about two or three grams of protein a day. Mm. So that's where all my medical food came in. Mm-hmm. Pasta, tortillas. I mean, even still with pasta when you're off, 
or when you're um, not pregnant is still extremely, it's for one serving is four grams of protein. Right. That's over half of my intake for the entire day. Yeah. I'm not wasting it on that. Can you do, um, have you ever heard of a person with PKU and diabetes? Yes. I, I met a girl on, via Facebook and just, she was randomly in the maternal PKU chat and um, she had just been diagnosed. And so I'm just like, I don't even know what to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's type 2 diabetic and PKU. Type 1s normally test, it, they normally find out a juvenile right. stage mm-hmm. with type 1. So, um, but I wish I could get in contact with her again to see how yeah. she's doing. But that was when wow. I first reached out to the PKU community through Facebook. So um, while you're pregnant, um, while you're doing this, are you are you connected to any type of community from? Uh, that's your where adult I home? really, yeah. That's where I really reached out locally. Not so much. I had my dietitians and the support there and family support too. Mm-hmm. It, it was amazing. I hear your husband's pretty much a stud. Yeah, he is. He is awesome. <laughs> and so he was not. Um, he was not against eating vegetarian dishes. So when I cooked, that's what I did. I mean, I cooked a lot of meat too, but I would substitute, like if I made sloppy joes, I would use cauliflower. If I made tacos, I used potatoes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, it's... So is PKU, the PKU diet, it's not even similar to veganism, right? It is in a sense. Um, It's vegetable-based, but as far as like eating your quinoa or your cashew bars those or almond bars, those are extremely high in protein, but now I can eat those Yay. versus not having palanzik in my life. Yeah. So I heard that um, they are starting to treat children with enzyme replacement. So we could, in 20 years, this could be something that you just take, take medicine for, right? And it yeah. could be completely... Or... Um, my girlfriend in Texas went to clinic Monday and they were discussing with her gene therapy. Mm-hmm. She has opted out for that because she is also on Palanzeek, but she has been completely off a diet. And so um, with that, I kind of want to pick her brain about it. She's like, I'll explain it later. I'll explain it later because it's a big discussion. And I'm like, maybe you should FaceTime on Facebook and kind of put that option out there yeah. for the PKU community. So there's now liver transplants being discussed. There's now gene therapy being discussed. There's Kuvan for babies. Wow. Okay. So so when you grew up, there was no community and you had to kind of seek it out. And even now, because uh, we're all older and have grown up without a community, I say we, the royal we, <laughs> you, um, then then it's, it's kind of hard to start a culture. But if a mom finds out tomorrow that her baby's P- PKU positive, we live in a completely different age. You just go onto Facebook. Yeah, and you can find support. And this is and I see it happening all the time. It's like I'm a new mom. I just found out two weeks ago my babe's PKU positive, and I just want to know options. What are my options? I am just struggling. And she's probably flooded with and, support. And you know what? Right? We're an amazing support group, but we're also extremely judgmental. Really? Where does the judgment come from? Just uh, Tuesday, gal posts on Facebook that she eats anything higher in protein, but she didn't post it in the Palazik community. She posted it in the PKU community and had to explain herself. Hmm. And it's just like, well, I can't eat that. I'm PKU. And it's like, yes, we're all PKU. But there's hyperfee. There's classic PKU. 
So, mm, there's, they're, uh, so they're there's different, different ranges. Of yeah, it? there's different ranges. Hyperfee allows a lot more protein. Mm. And there's a guy, um, crap, I follow him on Facebook. He does a PKU podcast and he does it on via YouTube as well. Last name is Alexander. I can't, oh, for the life of me, remember. But he is hyperfee, but he treats with Kuvan. And so he's at a vegetarian, he's at a vegetarian diet. Nice. And so Kuvan is available for children. Um, they can start infancy with that, but it allows, they still have to have formula with mm-hmm. it as well. But um, with infants, it either comes in powder or pill form. You do have to eat a full meal with it because I was not a responder. That is why I'm currently on Palenzeek. Um, I did it. I like the way it made me feel. I was very focused. Mm. I was very happy. I was in a good mood. And um, I wasn't a responder for it. Both my sister and I have done Kuvan. She did it like... I th- Responder means your body doesn't respond very yeah. well to it. So it doesn't... Because normally they see a drop in fee levels, kind of like they do with Palenzeek. Uh-huh. So they see a drop in fee levels, and that's where they allow the protein increases. So they're on they're on the powder. They're on... Uh, and it's based off of weight um, and ha- on how many milligrams you're on. And um, so it allows your... your fee levels to drop so protein increases and so that's kind of how they balance Mm. it out and then as you get older they alter it so I have a friend in Oregon her both two out of her three children are PKU wow and so it's interesting because even her pregnancy was different um she's not able to nurse her her youngest where she wasn't allowed I don't I just think she wasn't physically able to with her first two but um they're on um they're on Kuvan and they both responded very well and um, kudos to them because yeah. they're, they can eat a vegetarian diet. Yeah. That's so liberating. And so, liberating. so, so yeah, moms with PKU out there. Yeah. There's Kuvan that's available for your children and, um, you and, know, and start it has com- to be a response to it. And start it. a community. I mean, reach yep. out and start groups locally yeah, please, and support please. each other. You need help with recipes and help with like... The emotions of working through this, like this is a serious, serious disorder. Yep. And, so, and when you make a dinner, you have to count every single thing that you're putting into that pot. Yeah. You got, you got to have somebody have your back for that. Exactly. Yeah. And so when I have my husband looking out for me and my best interest and what I'm eating, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You know, and I could always tell when I had a lower, um, I struggled during pregnancy getting that fat into my diet. So there's coconut oil and olive oil. Those are your go-tos, ladies, <laughs> when you're cooking a lot of olive oil. It's good in yeah. calories. It's good in the higher fats. Um, also avocados. Avocados are a really good source of um, getting those fatty acids into your diet. Very um, cool. So yeah, it's... Wow. So I, I I am so grateful that you came on today to kind of dispel a lot of the myths and the... Well, I don't know, more just ignorance. I think everybody just feels like, hey, I am an expert on PKU now because I listened to this one podcast. And let me tell you, and you know what? The more people that understand what PKU is, the more we can help these babies that are being born with it and help our pregnant moms. And I think for restaurants out there, Salt Lake has a really good um, vegan community. And so a lot of those things is PKU patients. Um, reach out to your vegan communities too, because a lot mm. of those things you can eat. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking for cheaper options for noodles, there's always your Asian markets, and uh, there's jackfruit there. That's also a meat oh, I substitute. I just discovered that, and it's amazing. I prefer it unflavored because I like to do it in my yep. tacos. I like to season it myself. Yeah. I mean, so jackfruit. Yeah, we just discovered this. this is a magic secret. But Trader Joe's is gonna love this. 
little <laughs> yep and if you guys are <laughs> looking for the Trader cheaper Joe's. option of purchasing it um go to your asian markets oh is because. it asian market okay i'm gonna try that but yeah it's so it's got the consistency of pork or really really a uh, soft chicken mm-hmm. shredded chicken and you can flavor it. it's kind of like the tofu of it's like tofu. it's a little yeah it's the lower but version it, of tofu uh-huh, but, but, but the texture is so much different yeah, and, and you can just season it and it tastes and just like And tofu is like 12 grams of protein versus jackfruit, which is like two. Yep, yep. So yeah, I, would, I love jackfruit. Yeah. yeah, it's a good... My kids, if we flavor it right, my kids can't even tell the difference between that and shredded pork. And I don't eat pork, so it's been wonderful to bring jackfruit I've done. I've taken jackfruit to a lot of ladies' luncheons and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and it's all vegetarian too. Nice, nice. Okay, so uh, just wrapping up, is there anything else you want to say to these moms that... Moms, if if you know what your goal is and you and you have PKU, whether it's hypertrophy or classic PKU, and you are struggling to to wrap your head around getting pregnant because you fear, reach out to your PKU community, reach out to your dietitians. Um, you know what your goal is. If you want that baby bad enough, mm-hmm. and even if you struggle with diet, you know what There's your goal the support. is. Yeah, I didn't like. Being on two and a half grams of protein, but it wasn't about me. Yeah. It was about that little 15-month-old out there being with her daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm tearing up right now just, but um, it wasn't about me. And we all know we all struggle with diet. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're PKU or not. Amen to that, sister. <laughs> we all struggle with diet. We all struggle with what we put in our bodies. So knock out the judgment. No more judgment. Come yeah. on. We all struggle. Round was good. What happened to that? <laughs> Round was so good. And now it's always <laughs> Lady Gaga being like a stick. Super stint. I love Lady Gaga, by the way. <laughs> She's, yeah, amazing, but She's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, you want that baby bad enough. You're going to do what you need to do to make that a successful pregnancy. I had zero struggles with both of mine. Michaela was small. They wanted to do an amniocentesis when I was like two weeks out. And I'm like, no, no. So wait, wait, he, wait. So question really quick, backing up. So did um, they knew you were PKU positive with your first? Do they encourage you to go back on diet or did they just let you go? It was kind of my decision, I think. I don't really think. Wow. I think we reached that conversation after, mm-hmm. after the fact of me having Michaela and then I'm like, you know, battling, getting back on diet. That's when we, again, we had a retested. So she was tested at birth and not tested again until she was like four, mm-hmm. like three or four years old when I was trying to get back on my diet. But without insurance, it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our awesome. insurance options now are so much better. So they cover PK, they cover your food. They don't cover it in full. I mean, I think California is probably one of the states that will cover formula 100%. I mean, because everybody's out there. Okay, what states cover formula? Yeah, let's move there. You know, and um, also, if you're considering Pal and Zeke, um, reach out to your dietitians on that. Mm-hmm. I've been on it for three months as of this last Tuesday. Feeling amazing. Feeling amazing. Feeling I am amazing. extremely tired, but that's due to lower blood levels. But you um, look they're actually so good. considering your, backing your me off eyes of injections. Are white. Yeah, your I mean, skin looks amazing. Everybody keeps telling me that. Thank you. You don't. I wouldn't even say that yeah, you look right? tired. You just you look radiant. Yeah, ravishing. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're considering that, reach out to. Um, there is a PKU community or a uh, Palenzi community via Facebook. So just, um, if you're considering it, we're there for you. Yeah. So I was going to say, if, if somebody wants to co- uh, contact you, can they 
can I go ahead and send them yeah, your you way? Yeah, you can release my um my um Facebook information. Yeah. Um if I'm comfortable enough, I'll reach out. Um and um my dietitian Chelsea Norman is doing a PKU um Palenzeek seminar next month and wants to use my story. So yeah. I've given her full Awesome. If I need to sign anything, if I need to send you an okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that because, I mean, I've known people on Pal and Zeke that have been on it since December and are still on five grams of protein. Mm. And I feel kind of bad. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty because I'm responding so well. I mean, they're actually considering backing me off of injections because my levels are so low. Nice, nice. And so, wow. I mean, reach out to your community. You do have to be on birth control. So if you're considering pregnancy, get knocked up first. Then go on Pal and Zeke. You can get off of Pal and Zeke and get pregnant. Oh, okay. So you, there, I mean, there are those options. I'm not sure how long it up. takes. <laughs> That's the technical term. Get knocked up and then. Right. <laughs> I'm <Yep>. sorry. <laughs> Silly mood right now. Um, right. Wow. Thank you so much for this. And if I you feel... want to redo this again, I am, I am just reach out to me. Just the community. I'm just realizing, I mean. There's just, you can never stop learning. And I think this is a fascinating topic. And locally, I know five people, myself included, that are PKU. Yeah. So in and, and the Salt Lake City, Utah area. So and, and it's not only PKU, but it's the other metabolic disorders. So if you just, if you add PKU in with the other ones, we, we have a higher. You have dairy, you have gluten, you have. I was reading about maple syrup, urine disease. Like yep. that's a, and whoa, then, <laughs> another then, enzyme that's deficient. Or the beer, the beer disease. It's my um, brother's friend's brother passed away due to it another metabolic disease but home. it's yeah. it's a yeast oh. it's a yeast issue inside the body i guess his body produced too much wow. well wow there's so yeah. many things to explore yeah, exactly so so thank you thank you so much not a problem i was so happy to be here please visit us at birthcircle.com join our facebook groups or find us on instagram and pinterest we hope you'll use our resources to support your birthing experience And thank you to LaunchPod Media, who produces these podcasts.